We're in Chagigach of Aleph, Amen Aleph 21a, and we are about to begin the Gemara. But just to, to review the relevant parts of the Mishnah, for this Gemara, the Mishnah had 11 different laws in which Kodesh, Kachim, the sacrificial offerings, are more stringent than Truma, than the, crop, the crops that are given to the Kohen. And the first difference is that you're not allowed to put one kli, you're not allowed to put one utensil inside another utensil when you bring it to the mikvah in order to make it pure with regards to uh, kudshim. But you would be allowed to do that when it comes to truma, that if you wanted to put one utensil inside another and bring it and put it into the mikvah, then that would be allowed. So the Gemara wants to know, what is the reason for this law? So the Gemara asks, about Kodesh my time alone. Why is it that when it comes to Kodesh, it obviously it can't be something which is actually a problem because then it should be a problem even for Truma. So why is it that when it comes to Kodesh, we're not allowed to immerse a vessel which is within another vessel? So the Gemara answers, the Gemara is going to have two answers. In this recording, we're going to focus on the first answer and in the next recording, we'll focus on the second answer. Amar Abilai, the problem is the concept called chatzitza. Chatzitza is that you cannot have anything separate between that which you are putting into the mikvah and the waters of the mikvah. So this applies, as we mentioned in the recording of the Mishnah, this applies to people that when people go into the mikvah to become pure, they cannot have a chatzitza on their body. Their entire body has to... Uh, touch the waters of the mikvah, and this applies also to the utensils. And the utensils here is that we have one utensil inside of another. There is a concern. This is not by the letter of the law because this doesn't. This does not apply to truma. But there's a concern when it comes to kodesh, when it comes to the stringencies of the sacrificial offerings, that the inner vessel is going to not touch completely the waters on the outside because it's inside uh, and being blocked by the outer vessel. The Gemara asks that if the whole issue is about chatzitzos, it's about separation from the water, so then it's a bit strange because then there is another law of the 11 in the Mishnah. We had another law which also had to deal with chatzitzos, had to do with the separation where we said that when it comes to kachim, when it comes to sacrificial offerings, when, it, when you do an immersion for something, that you have to untie the knots and you have to dry them. And the reason for that is because it, it is a chatzitza problem. <coughs> that if you keep the knots tied or the water is not dry, is not dried off, so then there's concern that the, wa- the water of the mikvah will not go into where the knots are. Um, and so therefore you have to untie the knots. So that is also a chatzitza problem. It's separating the water from going completely... Uh, what it, surrounding completely that which you are putting into the mikvah. So the Gemara says it's a bit strange that the first application of the Mishnah has to do with chatzitzos, that we're more stringent when it comes to tar, to, um, to kudshim within, with regards to chatzitzos, with regards to the separation. But we have the same idea later on. It's a different application, but we have that same stringency later on. So the Gemara asks, V'ham midesefa mishum chatzitzah but if the later on we have the concept of a chatzitza, so doesn't that imply that the beginning is not about chatzitza, it's about something else? To Ketani Seifa, as it says in the end of the Mishnah, 
As it says in the Mishnah later on, in the fifth case, the fifth of the eleven, it says that by Kudshim, when it comes to the sacrificial offerings, we're a lot more stringent with regards to Chatzitzos. So if that's the Chatzitzos, with regards to untying and drying the knot, so then the first part of the Mishnah, the very first case, seemingly is not about Chatzitzos. But the more answer is no. It is. Reish HaVasev Mishim Chatzitzos. In the end of the day, it is true. The first and the fifth case, they're both about Chatzitzos. They're both about separations, having these uh, extra stringency to be concerned for separations between the utensil and the water of the mikvah. And we need both cases, says the, says the Gemara. It's necessary to have both cases. Utsricha. Why? Diashmina Reisha Havamina Hani Hainu Taima De La Kodesh Lo Mishum Kvedo Shal Kli I understand that the first case says the Gemara that we're concerned for a chatzitza for that separation because when you put one vessel inside of another, so then the weight of the inner vessel could go all the way inside and cause, and it will prevent, that weight will prevent the water from touching the entire vessel. But that's not a concern with regards to the knots. The knots is maybe, the knots is not viewed as a chatzitza as a separation, and then even when it comes to kodesh, even when it comes to the sacrificial offerings, it would not be a problem of a chatzitza, and we assume that the water does go through the knot. And if we only had the fifth case, v'yeshmin and seifa, if we only had the fifth case, havmina hainu times el kodesh lo mishum de kitzur v'maya aduke mihadak. I'm moving on to twenty one b one. We turn the page. Aval reisha. If we only had the fifth case, so then you could have said that we're only concerned, we're only concerned in the fifth case for chatzitos for the separation because when you tie a really tight knot and it's wet, so then it's very hard for water to get through that knot if it's a very tight knot. But in the first case, it's not dealing with knots, and the water could also the water itself or the mikvah could cause the inner vessels to float, and then the water goes all around. So then maybe we're not concerned in the first case. So each case has its own reason as to why we should be concerned for chatzitzos. And it's an independent reason from the other case. So that's why we need both cases. So in the end of the day, we have 11 cases in the Mishnah, but really the first and the fifth are really the same principle. It's using the same principle of chatzitzos, that there's this separation, which applies, as I said in the beginning, it applies also to people. When people go into the mikvah to become pure, we have to be very concerned when women go in for chatzitzos, so that there's no separation between the body and the water. And it's, it's so the fifth, first and fifth case is all about chatzitzos, about being extra stringent when it comes to kachim to make sure that there's no chatzitza. So in the end, according to Rabbi Lai, he's the first of the two opinions, the second opinion we'll get to tomorrow. He really is... A, he says that it's really just 10 cases because the first and the fifth case, it's really the same underlying principle. And so then for him, it really ends up becoming 10 cases. And so the Gemara is going to say that this fits with a different statement of Rabbi Lai. Rabbi Lai Latame, Rabbi Lai is consistent. Dam Rabbi Lai, Am Rabbi Chanina Bar Papa, because Rabbi Lai says, Eser Milos Shanukan. The Mishnah really has. 10 cases. It's not like 11 cases, but it's really 10 cases because 1 and 5 is under is the same principle. And he says, Chamesh Rishonos Ben Kodesh Ben Lechulon Shenas Al Tarasa Kodesh Achronos Le Kodesh 
And he says, why do they divide it up between the first five and the second five? What's the, what's the, why, why do they, we specifically have the first five where they are and the second five where they are? So Rabbi explains that for the first five, it, it applies, these stringencies apply both to Kodesh, both to uh, the sacrificial offerings, and also to the category of Chulun Shinasu al Kodesh, to the regular food which a person takes upon themselves to eat it at the same level of purity as sacrificial offerings, which is the concept that we had earlier, where you could have food that a person decides to only eat based on the same level as Kodesh itself. And so the first five uh, are are really uh, applied to both. The stringencies apply to both. But when it comes to the second five, it only applies to the sacrificial offerings. It does not apply to the food which you want to eat on a higher level. The Gemara asks, my time, well, what's the difference between the first five and the second five? That only the first five also apply to regular food which you yourself want to eat on, this, on the same plane, on the same level of stringency as Kodesh. But the second five, they don't apply. What's the difference between the first five and the second five? And so this is an important difference. When it comes to the first five, Chamesh, Kamaisa, when it comes to the first five, the Isla Hudrara de Toma Midiraisa, Gazribu Rabbanan, Bain the Kodesh, Bain the Chulun Shinasu, Atar Sekodesh, Basraisa, the Lesla Hudrara de Toma Midiraisa, Gazribu Rabbanan, the Kodesh, the Chulun Shinasu, Atar Sekodesh, Lo Gazribu Rabbanan. The Gemara essentially says that when it comes to the first five, our concern is that it's going to, if we are concerned for whatever it is that we're concerned for, if it's really true, so then that will be a problem even on a biblical level. That will cause a problem on a biblical level. It might be true that when it comes to other areas, outside of Kodesh, outside of the sacrificial offerings, we're not concerned because it's a far-fetched concern. But when it comes to Kachim, where we're more stringent, but if that concern were to be true, it would apply on a biblical level. It would cause a biblical level problem. And since it will cause a biblical level problem, let's say, for example, the chatzitzos, the chatzitzos, if it's not, if it's really a chatzitzos, if it's really a separation, that means this utensil did not go into the mikvah, even on a biblical level. It did not go into the mikvah. Since it didn't go into the mikvah on a biblical level, so that's a problem on a biblical level. So just like, so those first, that's, that, that's one example of the first five cases. But for all five cases, as we go through each case, we'll see how the concern is really impacting a biblical level. If it's going to impact it on a biblical level, so then we'll say that we should be concerned not just for Kodesh, but also for regular food, Chulin, which a person only will only eat with the stringencies of Kodesh. But the second five, as we go into the, we're going to go into the list of the second five, when it comes to the second five, even for that which we're concerned about, it's not really a concern on a biblical level. It's a different type of a concern. And so for that, we'll only be stringent when it comes to sacrificial offerings, but not when it comes to just regular food, which you personally want to eat at the same level as kachim. So what, what comes out of the Gemara is that, first of all, Rabbi Lai says that the concern of putting one utensil into another is a chatzitza concern, is that it's going to separate, it's going to prevent the water of the mikvah to go all around the utensil. And the second point that we learn from here is that the division between the first five and the second five in the Mishnah is a, is, a, is, a sep- is a grouping of, is it a concern that it's going to impact on a biblical level, or is it just, which is the first five, or is it a concern that it's not going to impact it on a biblical level, it would only impact it on 
a rabbinic level. So those are the, that's the distinction between the first five cases and the second five cases. The Gemara in the next, well, in the next recording will give a very different explanation as to why this would be a problem by Kodesh, why you're not allowed to put one utensil inside of another utensil. It would not, that next explanation is not about Chatzitzos, about separation between the water. We'll see that it is a different idea entirely.